0: welcome to the excuse my african podcast my name is stella damasis and i am your host join me as i take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood african girl abroad in this episode i will talk about a systemic division and this division will make us fall A couple of weeks ago, I saw a documentary on Amado Diallo, the boy who came from Guinea, left his family in Africa, came into the United States of America to study, to make something of himself, to live a better life, you know, to do something with his life. And he left his family and came to America, was in school, was doing work, you know, a decent guy. A great guy, an African immigrant. And then on, a one, on one fateful night, he went to his house at night, came back home, stood in front of his door, and was about to bring out the keys when some police officers, some white police officers, came there, got out of their cars, pulled their guns, you know, and as Modi was trying to get his keys out from his pocket, one of the officers yelled out, He's got a gun, he's got a gun. And they opened fire. They fired 41 times. 41 times. And 19 of those bullets hit him and killed him instantly. I watched this. I mean, I had listened to the song years ago by Wyclef Jean. And when I heard uh, Diallo Diallo, similar to Stephen Biko, Have you ever been shot 41 times? I just thought, you know, here's a musician who is trying to create music and and highlight some things that could happen and have been happening. But I didn't realize that it was a true story until a couple of weeks ago. I know it sounds weird. I know people are going to say, oh, a lot of people know this. But I'm glad I'm not the only one because I've been discussing it with a lot of people around me. And they've all said, oh, I heard about it, but I really don't know the details. I really don't know exactly what happened. And when I saw that documentary, my heart broke. I'm like, he was just 22. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't have a gun on him. He was in front of his house trying to get into his home. He didn't steal. He wasn't running. I don't know why they chose to shoot 41 times at one person. The first few bullets that got him, if you really were f- afraid for your life, which is what the police officers said, you would expect that after the first few bullets, bullets got him, you know, they would they would stop. But what it would take these police officers to shoot 41 times at one unarmed black man, that is what got me. Now, I'm still telling you the story because there's a reason why I'm talking about this The whole world has seen what's happening. The whole world has taken part in the protests because of George Floyd, justice for George Floyd. Everybody wants to see those officers put to jail. You know, they're fighting for other people, Breonna Taylor, things that have happened to black people caused by the police who are supposed to be taking care of them. And there have been protests all over the world. Now, I'm still going to go back to the story and take you on a journey of why. I'm talking about this and how it concerns us as Africans, all right? So when this happened and this boy died and this, you know, the, there was an uproar about this and everything, Al Sharpton, as we all know, Reverend Al Sharpton, those years ago, this was a long time ago, he got up and took this upon himself. He organized his people. The NAACP were a part of it. And they started their protests. They went on every media, you know uh, a, a conference. There were media houses going out to the protest to, to interview him. and he was talking about this thing and was fighting for the rights of the people, because he said they did not have the right to kill this young man. Now, Al-Sharpton didn't know who he was at all. He was told that something like this happened and he said, it is not possible. This cannot be happening. He didn't know who this boy was. He didn't know his parents. He didn't know anything. He only heard this boy was black. He was African immigrant. And he took this fight upon himself. And African-Americans who did not know who this boy was, they were protesting every single day, going everywhere Al Sharpton wanted to go to fight for this. Then his family heard about this death in Africa and his mother was invited by the the state because I think this happened in New York if I remember correctly they were invited by the states she came in and the state government wanted to put her in an accommodation take care of her and everything and the fear was that if the government takes care of her expenses, her accommodation and everything. The narrative given to her would change. They could easily sway her and she would not want to fight for justice or make this issue louder. And then she insisted on meeting with Al Sharpton. She met with Al Sharpton and said to him, I don't want them to take care of me. I want to be around you. I want you and your organization to take care of the expenses so that we fight together. I don't want to be." Sidelined or blindsided by anything. So I want you to take care of it. And Al Sharpton was, why not? I will take care of her expenses. We will accommodate her. We'll make sure she's comfortable. I will support her. Al Sharpton was by her side every day. They went to court together every single day. Now, when Amodo H- was about to be buried, Al Sharpton got on a plane and traveled to Africa for his burial, to meet with his people, to share his heart with the people, and came back and told America how amazing this boy was, and how great his family was, and how this was so painful, and it was great injustice, and justice had to be served. It was justice for Amadou Diallo, and our children was in court fighting every day. NAACP were in court fighting every day, but they discharged and acquitted these officers. It was painful. I was heartbroken when I saw it. His mother was heartbroken, but she didn't give up. And they continued to fight for this case. Now, when I look at this incident, I compare it to what's happening with us as Africans. Africans in the diaspora, Africans in America. And this topic was fueled by my anger Because of a message that I received by another African immigrant. I'm an African immigrant. I live in America. And I've been talking about this protest and the justice for George Floyd. I've been, you know, talking about it in my different platforms. And someone who's also African, I'm so disappointed. He called me up and he says to me, what's your business with all this protesting? What's your business with everything you've been talking about? You are African. You are not African-American. And when they refer to people of color, they are not really talking about you. They're talking about African-Americans and the other Asians and the Hispanic people. We're here trying to mind our business as Africans. We don't have any problem with the white man. They like us because, you know, we're quiet. We come here, we we hustle, we get our paperwork correct, and we work without issues. We don't give them problems. You know, they prefer us, they trust us more. Why don't we just keep ourselves to ourselves? They don't need to see us, you know, banding with. The African American people, they don't need to see us like that just so that we are safe. Because, you know, we don't have as much rights in this country. So we have to be careful. We have to pick our fights. We can't be seen to be standing with them and all of that. So Stella, you need to be careful. And I'm like, are you insane? How could you even say that or even think that? Are you insane? People are fighting for black people. They're saying black lives matter. They're not saying African-American lives matter. They are saying black lives matter. You and I are black people. Before we open our mouths to speak, Whoever's going to do anything to any of us will not hesitate to do it because, as far as they're concerned, we're the same because we're black. Whether you're African, whether you're Jamaican, whether you're Haitian, whether you're from the Caribbean islands, as long as you're black, this racism that we're dealing with right now is based on the color of your skin. It's not based on your accent. It's not based on your tribe. It's not. It's not a matter of oh, she's Nigerian and he's Jamaican, so I prefer the Nigerian to the Jamaican. No, it's not. Oh, he's Haitian and and and, and this is someone and african-american from new orleans so i'm gonna make a distinction and 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 kill one and not kill the other no you're a black you're a black i have daughters i have a son my son is a black boy he's gonna go out there and anybody who sees him will see a black boy they are not seeing an african immigrant he is black he is black he might not get an opportunity to say hey this is who i am hey i'm no. We are not different. We are all the same. As Africans and African-Americans, we all came from the same ancestors. Where we were born and raised is the only difference. It doesn't change the fact that we are one and the same. There is no way that people will thrive when there is no unity. There is no way that division will bring anything good. And we always know, united we stand and divided we fall. We know that for a fact. We all have to stand for the same thing because we are the same people. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. That is why I keep thinking about this Amadi Diallo story. Because what we have failed to realize is that the media has brainwashed a lot of the media that we consumed, a lot of us before coming to America. They gave us a weird impression about African-Americans. The same thing, the history that African-Americans were given about their ancestors and how their fellow brothers sold them into slavery and how we come into America and feel like we're better, feel that they're not working. These are stories that are spread by the media. These are stories that are told from generation to generation, and that is totally wrong. These are conversations that we are supposed to have to heal this divide. We shouldn't allow the government or the media to deceive us. That is what they wanted to do to our mother's mom. But she was smart enough to stand in line with, with our Sharpton. They say, hey, we are fighting the same fight. You're on my side, so let's do this together. She could have easily enjoyed the comfort of the state government and they could have swayed her decision to fight for the rights of her son. At least now we know the story because if she hadn't fought beside our Sharpton, we probably would not have heard or seen the documentaries or known how bad it was because they would have swept it under the carpet. So let us not act like we don't know what's going on. We do because you ask yourself, who starts to benefit by the division? Because there's strength in number. And if we keep acting this way as Africans and saying this is not our business, then why should they care when something happens to us? A lot of things have happened to a lot of Africans and it gets swept under the carpet. Because we hide in our own shell. We hide in our own communities and say, oh, we're Africans. They won't help us. They don't know us. Let's do our thing ourselves. And things are happening. And we are just acting like... We are in no man's land. We're just in a place and we're scared. We're acting like we're scared. Scared to speak. Scared to stand up for what we believe in. Scared to protest. Scared to speak up. Scared to go with these people and stand side by side and say we are all one. We're all the same. You can't bring us all down. But I find a lot of Africans saying, oh, we are different. We are not different. Don't let the white man make you think that you're better than the African American out there. Don't let them make you think, oh, we prefer you. You're hardworking. You're not fraudulent like them. You're not into drugs like them. You're not into this. They're using us. And I'm not saying it's everyone. There are great white people that we have met. But the general idea of African immigrants thinking that it's okay to separate yourselves from African-Americans so that they don't say you are the same. No, it's a systemic thing. A lot of us have children here and our children will have children and those children will become African-Americans because they are born and raised here they will not talk like Africans they probably will not know what Africa is like the only culture that they will know is here you will have generations of people who will be African Americans what then Are we going to say at that time, if you have a grandchild who is African-American, born here, raised here, culturally, everything here, and that child is seen as an African-American, God forbid anything happens to that child. What would you say? Would you act like an African immigrant and keep quiet about it? Or would you want the rights of your child to be fought for? Divided we fall, people. So excuse me, excuse my African. If I'm that kind of African that says, look, stop hiding behind the shadows. And let's let's stand together with these people. Stand with them and fight with them because their fight is your fight because we're one and the same. Because when it happens to one of you, you will want them to support you and fight for you. Let's stop this ignorance. Let's come together. Let's talk about these things. Let's heal the divide. Let's change the narrative. And let's teach our children the right things. Let's teach the children of the African immigrants the right things. And let's teach the children of the African Americans the right things. The only difference between us is the American that's behind the name. But we're African immigrant, African uh, uh, American. When an African immigrant becomes a citizen, you become an African American. You become a Nigerian American. You become a Jamaican American. You become a Haitian American. But they are Africans who happen to be American as well. We are Africans, but we are immigrants. Because if you are a citizen, you are an African-American. It doesn't make any difference. The difference is you came in, they have been here. But now both of you are the same. You have the same rights because you carry the same passport. You are both citizens and you have ancestors from Africa. So how? Are we still divided? Think about it for a minute. I'm hoping that in the nearest future, we will have these conversations and we'll make headway. We will change the narrative and change the course of everything. These protests have been re- yielding huge results, more results than ever before, and we can see it happening. We cannot afford to fold our hands and watch them fight because the African Americans who fought for justice, who fought for human rights, the the civil rights movement, the people who fought for this country. They are dead. They lost their lives to give people like us an opportunity. I am in America today with my children. I'm living freely here, walking freely on the streets here. I make my money here. I do everything here because the African-American fought for people like me to have the opportunity to come here and live my dream. So if they're fighting, you best believe I'm fighting with them because they fought for me to have this opportunity. And that is why I'm setting up Africa Diaspora Community. The details of the social media handles will be in the description. I'm hoping that if you're African and you're in the diaspora, no matter which country, as long as you're not living in the continent of Africa and you're in the diaspora, I would like for you to join so that From time to time, we'll be giving out information of meetings, conferences, workshops, you know, places that we want to go to, places we want to meet, causes that we want to support and things like that. It will be a great thing if we all come together as the Africa diaspora community and change the narrative once and for all. Tell our story like it is. Let them hear us and we will hear them. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.